attention to families, uh, children, and youth. I want to start by just sharing two stories of different ways two different young preachers were encouraged at the start of their ministries. First is a young preacher called uh, John Church, who was a preacher in America. And here's how he describes his first, his first sermon and the encouragement he received. The first sermon I ever preached had 36 points to it. And when I stood up, I couldn't remember a single one of them. I had to sit down in total humiliation. My mind was a complete blank. It was a little country church in the mountains of North Carolina. And as soon as the service ended, I went running out of the door. My father finally caught up with me. He came down the dirt road with his lantern and walked beside me in solemn silence. Eventually, he broke the tension. Son, he said, God knows you can't preach. I know you can't preach. Now the whole town knows you can't preach. For God's sake, don't ever put me through that again. That's one approach to encouraging a young person in their faith and their ministry. Let me give you another. This time, another prophet, another preacher. This time, a man from the Bible, a man called Jeremiah, lived a long, long time ago. And this was how he was encouraged in his ministry. The word of the Lord came to me, saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I am too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command you. Do not be afraid, for I am with you and will rescue you declares the Lord. Both those men grew up to be great preachers in their different ways, uh, prophets, but very different reactions from one from his um, earthly father, the other from his heavenly father. Why do we invest in children and young people? Well, there's lots of uh, different reasons. Our bishop last week uh, told us the challenging statistics about how uh, few children and young people there are in our churches, the latest statistics that are that in half of uh, the churches of the Church of England, half, uh, there's, uh, there's no young people at all in that church. The average number of uh, children in a church is nine. Okay. There's a huge challenge uh, before us as a church in our nation, and we need to invest in our children and young people. We need to invest in them because there is a responsibility on us as parents and grandparents and a church with young people uh, to give time and attention to them, to care for them, to pastor them and to encourage them. Jesus said this, To everyone who much has been given, much will be demanded. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. As a church, we've been blessed with children and young people. And that's a great blessing for us and a blessing for them. But they have been entrusted to us. And so there is a requirement upon us to 
care for them, encourage them in the faith, build them up in their knowledge of God, of his son Jesus Christ and the spirit who empowers. We invest most of all in children and young people because God invests in them, because he created them, because he loved them and he gave his son Jesus for them. So this morning we're going to think a little bit about how we do that as a church, how we do that kind of formally in our ministries and our activities, uh, but also how we do that in our families, how we can support and encourage one another in that difficult task of raising children and young people. Uh, Difficult enough as as parents, but even more so we want them to take on the knowledge of the God who loves them and to live lives as, as young Christians as well. Uh, so in a moment, Ellen is going to speak to us, but first we're going to show um, another uh, video that just gives, makes that case uh, for all parents and grandparents, uh, not just to bring their kids to church, but to have a, a desire and a heart uh, for their children to know the love of God and to parent them um, in the faith. Parents are so worried about doing it right and doing it well and doing it perfectly. And actually parenting for faith is about being you where you are with your kids in the way that you do it, enabling them to meet with God in every moment of every day. no one right way to do parenting for faith. Every family is unique. Every child requires different things. What we can do is give you as a parent the skills that you need to see your heart come alive in the life of a child. The way God designed children's discipleship to be is a very integrated model. It starts with a God-connected child, a child who's fully alive in Christ, and parents are called to be their primary disciplers. But we know that that is an isolating prospect for just a parent on their own. But he also put parents in a community that surrounds them. They have an extended family, grandparents and aunts and uncles and godparents. They have other Christian parents. They have community around them. And of course, All of that is within a wider church where there's specialists and a church leader who wants to develop a culture and space for parents to flourish. For me, the church isn't the center of children's discipleship. The home is. And we as a church are doing a disservice to parents if we're not spending our days encouraging them and supporting them and cheering them on and being their wingman and saying, you got this and I believe in you. God doesn't become a concept. He's not something we just talk about because they see us live it out in our daily lives what it means to have a relationship with our Heavenly Father and I think that's the best gift that we can give to our children. We have a very wide reach so BRF today works with churches um, across the denominational spectrum across the spectrum of church traditions um, and so we believe that we've got a really great opportunity to, um, to make available to the widest possible audience across the life of the church this vision that, that God's given to Rachel for how we can equip and enable and inspire and resource parents to 
raise their children strong in the faith. The gateway to all of this is through parentingforfaith.org. If you want to access the website, the course, the stories, the articles, or find out more about how your church can resource parents, come to the website, explore, engage, be part of the Parenting for Faith journey for others and yourself. So we're going to talk a bit more about the Parenting for Faith resources in a, in a little bit. Um, but children have such an amazing capacity to know and love God, don't they? They have a natural hunger for God, and we must never underestimate um, their potential for uh, real faith and real spirituality. I personally had a very rich relationship with God as a child, and um, Children just have that natural ability to have faith, and we can learn from that. We can, we can learn from their faith to inspire our own. But how do we nurture them? Whether um, you have children of your own, or maybe you're a godparent, a grandparent, an aunt or uncle, or whether you're a, a family where both parents have faith, or, or maybe not, or whether you have no children in your life at the moment, but you're someone who could pray. We need the whole family of God to be invested in passing on the love of Jesus to the next generation. So every individual has to make their own decision to follow Christ. We know that. We can't make someone a Christian, and neither would we want to. This isn't about inflicting faith on our children, um, but praying that they might know the incredible, unfailing love of God. It's also about giving them a different worldview from the culture, the wider culture that they're growing up in. And that's real choice because then they grow up, they have two things to compare, the faith they see at home and church and the beliefs of the wider culture and they can look at both. So I wanted to recommend some brilliant resources to us all this morning. Um, from uh, the video you saw, there's a website uh, with fantastic resources and the book Parenting for Faith. Um, I've got three copies with me today. If you come up to me right at the end of the service, I'll just give them away. I'd love people to be able to read uh, this book. It's really inspiring. It's not about giving uh, poor parents one more thing to do. Um, it's about giving children a little glimpse into your relationship with Jesus. Um, in the good times and bad, in the days when um, your children are driving you mad, it's, um, it's about uh, praying and trusting the Spirit of God to be at work in their lives. Um, so I'd love people uh, to, to read this and pass it around the church. And then the Parenting for Faith uh, website, from the video you've just seen, has some brilliant ideas for how we can just allow children to see uh, the relationship that we have uh, with Jesus in our everyday lives. They're absolutely brilliant. Rachel Turner talks a lot. Um, she's, she's one of the sort of forethinkers of this idea of how we can support families better um, in the home uh, to talk about faith with their children in a really natural way. And she talks about God-connected children as opposed to God-smart children. So what she's saying is... Um, that we can teach children Bible stories and have Bible knowledge, but how do they actually develop a relationship with Jesus? It's a bit like you might say you know the Queen, but what you mean is you know about the Queen. You might know a lot about the Queen, but it's not the same as her husband and children. They actually have a relationship with the Queen. Um, and so what we're trying to do is help children experience God as they grow. 
And this idea of being God-connected has formed our junior church model. So we thought about how to help children not just become God-smart and collect knowledge from the Bible, although it is really important, we want them to know what's in the Bible, but also to connect with God. So we thought about how we could help children uh, pray, worship, feel, explore, and question faith. Um, And so each Sunday in junior church, uh, we have um, these different things. We call it discovery, active, create, and pray. So discovery is just another word for Bible study because it sounds cooler. Um, So discovery is 10 minutes when we have a look at a Bible passage or story. And then we will continue to explore that Bible story actively, creatively, and prayerfully. So this morning, as we speak, the children are out in junior church, and they're looking at the verse, um, I am the way and the truth and the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. So that's their verse this morning, that's what they're looking at in discovery. They'll then actively run around and put that verse together by uh, a bit of a treasure hunt. Um, They'll creatively uh, make a bridge and talk about how Jesus bridges the gap between us and God, and then they'll prayerfully listen to a song. So that's what what happens um, on a a normal Sunday. Some Sundays it definitely works better than others, um, but we're we're still working on it. And we're just praying that um, children will be able to become more God-connected and not just God-smart. So our recent Junior Church Leaders Meeting, we prayed for all of the children by name. And it's so important to remember that in all our planning and our great ideas, it's the Holy Spirit that draws children to God and not us. They are unique and God desires a relationship with them. We just share his love and we pray for them. So what else happens for our families here at St. Giles? Um, Lee wanted me to talk about Messy Church. Messy Church is our once a month event. We see between 40 and 80 children and 95% of the families do not come to church on Sunday morning. In this country, we really are facing a generation growing up who have never stepped foot in their local church, have no contact with the word of God. And through Messy Church, there will be a generation of adults that will say, oh yeah, I remember going to my local church as a child. It was fun, it was messy, it was loud, it was welcoming, and they gave me food. So it's not enough in itself to bring people to faith, but it's a first step of people um, experiencing the hospitality of the church. We desperately need more people to chat to our guests and to share life with them, to get to know them and to invite them to other things. But it's a first step inside the church and to experience what church is like. Um, At One Messy Church, I remember um, talking to one of the mums. We were doing the story of the prodigal son. And... I thought, I'll just briefly try and summarize it um, as her little girl was uh, gluing and painting something. And I was telling her the story, and she suddenly said, oh, hang on a minute, so is the son going to turn out to be God? I said, no, no, the father is God. And you could see her thinking about this, and I explained how the, the father stood with his arms open wide for his wayward son to come back. And she said to me, wow, my parents would not have been as forgiving if I had come back to them. In fact, through my teen years, I I know that they wouldn't have responded quite like that. And she was really thinking about it, and I thought she had never heard this story before. And it was just a wonderful moment of thinking this might be her only contact with the Word of God and and with the church. This might be the only uh, time that she gets to hear something from God's Word. 
And so that's what Messy Church is about. Um, we also have something called Tiddlers. It's our uh, weekly parent, toddler, and baby group. Uh, we have lots of grandparents that come to it and childminders as well. Um, we have about 40 children most weeks. They have to queue to get out. They, the push chairs are everywhere. Um, it's a lot of fun. And we get to welcome people in, uh, provide lots of toys, a hot cup of tea, some toast for the parents and carers. And we're able to support people, um, some of which are really struggling through those early days of parenthood. It's wonderful, again, to be able to offer hospitality and talk to people. We also have a really supportive mums home group on Friday mornings. We're currently looking at the Psalms and we pray for one another. And before Christmas, we did a parenting course called Wonderfully Made. And we saw lots of uh, mums come to that who don't come to anything else at church. We also trialed a bump and baby group. So these are ways in which we connect with and support with families during the week and uh, people in our local community. But we also have a lot of families come join us on a Sunday morning um, to have their children baptised, um, or maybe they've just come along to an all-age because uh, they've heard about it from other things. So we want to think about how we continue to welcome uh, families that do come here on a Sunday morning. And so the lovely Emma has agreed to be interviewed um, Emma and Jonathan brought Benjamin to be baptised here back in um, October 2016. So we thought, oh, we could ask her experience. So get a microphone. There we go. Hello. <laughs> so thinking back, a couple of years now, but thinking back, um, how did you initially find coming to St Giles? Well, we'd, uh, the first ever experience of St Giles we had was beer and carols for a few years running. Um, so we dipped our toe with that, we came to the carol service, and then once we uh, got pregnant with Benjamin, we were like, right, this is when we have to make our decision. He was a couple of months old when we first came, and it was, um, it was just something, we, we wanted him to grow up uh, with a faith, and St. Giles wasn't a church that individually we had been to, it was a, something we'd come to together, and it just felt right. And uh, what helped you to settle in, do you think, in those first few months of coming on a Sunday morning? I think the welcome. I think everyone kind of that's here will know that it's such a welcoming church. Lovely Sue was the very first person that came up and spoke to us whilst we were getting tea. And it felt like she genuinely cared. It wasn't, right, let's get you in the church and we want you and, you know, come and pray and do this and do that. It was, she genuinely was interested in who we were and that kind of carried on, and people would come and talk to us. I think the fact we had a baby did help. Um, but it was just such a lovely welcome that it was never a chore coming to church. Okay, I, I grew up coming to church, and occasionally I do remember thinking, that's so boring. And it, it never kind of felt like that. It just felt like a really nice thing to do that, that kind of grounded us for the week and made us feel ready to carry on with a tiny baby. Which is hard. And <laughs> um, what things do you think help Benjamin to settle in? I think the fact that the church is so welcoming to children. When Lee was saying about how many or how few children are in different churches, we're so lucky at St. Giles. There's so many different things. Those of you that have seen us with Benjamin will know that he doesn't really like to sit still, ever. So the fact that the haven was there was amazing. Um, obviously he's now in sunbeams and there's so many 
things that are available to children and the fact that I never really felt like anyone would, was judging if he was crying or making a noise or running up and down and, you know, being a child. It was, it was just welcoming. And um, what's helped you to grow in faith after coming through a bit? What sort of things maybe helped you grow in your own faith? I think um, the fact that there's so many things that go on at St. Giles. I remember when I was really new still, there was a woman's breakfast and... Um, and I got a ticket, and I thought, I'll buy a ticket, but I won't go, because, you know, I'll buy a ticket so that no one, not hassling me, but no one's saying, have you bought a ticket? I thought, well, I'll buy a ticket, and then I won't go. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and I thought, well, I will go, because if it's no good, then, and I just didn't know what to expect. I thought it might be too much, too religious to to something and it was amazing like it was one of my most favorite things to do and I sat with Kat um Kat Rook I don't know what she is but I sat with her and I remember thinking this is amazing this is what I want this this is great and doing that and um then doing alpha really helped and again it was one of those things that I think we sort of agreed to and thought well I wonder if we'll go. I don't, I don't know whether we will. And we haven't got a babysitter. And then someone sorted a babysitter for us. Lovely Liz's daughter came to babysit for us. And I remember thinking, all these things are kind of happening that are allowing us to do stuff. So coming to Alpha, we go to a lovely home group that is full of you know, other people with small families. And uh, sometimes you can go and sometimes you can't. And sometimes you, know, you need a bit of help with it. So I think all of those things just makes makes having a faith easier because it's it's not a chore it's just something we love and you know I think I think generally in life you might have a hard week or a hard day or a hard night and especially with young children you know that occasionally calls that your partner and you might have slight disagreements Never. occasionally Never. and there's been times <laughs> where we've come to church not really liking each other and there's it, it just grounds us to kind of getting back to that all right we maybe do like each other and you know the sing songs helped and let's go for a coffee and and our week just then starts off better than if we'd have just you know not come so this you know don't get me wrong there's been times where we've been in the haven with Benjamin and it's been really annoying and I haven't heard any of the service and and I thought this is a bit annoying because I've come to church just to sit in there I could be sat at home but the, those tiny bits massively outweigh it, and it's you know, it's something I can't see us stopping doing because it's oh, it's great. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it's it's so good to remember when you were saying about the women's breakfast how daunting going to something for the first time is. It was. We, do, we forget um, how how you just have no idea what you're going to. It so was, and also the bit beforehand when you actually have the breakfast. I remember I sat on a table with you, and because I thought I don't know. I don't know who to sit with. I don't know anybody, so I don't know who to sit with. Um, So it it does take a bit of, you know, a bit of something to to come to to a a thing like that when you, everyone, now I'd be comfortable sitting with, you know, a variety of people, but I remember thinking, I've got no one to sit with, am I just going to sit in the toilet for a bit? (laughs) But, you know, it's, you get over that, but the friendliness, and I think you forget how important it is when you have the chat, I mean, I was talking to Johnny about the questions that we were going to be asked, and um, 
one of the questions was, you know, what made you feel welcome? And his main answer was the fact there were donuts. And, you know, that's a funny thing, but it makes a huge difference because (laughs) that bit there, when you chat and the bit beforehand, you know, between 10 and 10.30, makes a massive difference because that's when we chat with people and that's how we've got to know people. So, you know, don't underestimate the power of those donuts. Oh, thank you so much, Emma. Thank you. That's wonderful. We're we're so grateful your family's joined us. It's so good um, to hear Emma and Jonathan's experience and just to continue to pray for young families and um, pray that God will continue to to draw them. Um, I want to finish by praying for us, but also to share uh, this prayer that we can pray for the children in our lives. So over your children, your grandchildren, your godchildren, your uh, nieces and nephews. Um, It's the prayer that um, Paul prayed for the Christians in Ephesus. And I absolutely love it um, because it talks about asking God to help us grasp um, the enormous love of God through all generations. And I think this is a beautiful prayer to pray over our children. And if you have a toddler like I do, uh, we do some actions. How wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ? And he does that with me. Um, But it's, it's powerful words and it's about we can't make our children Christians, and as we said, we wouldn't want to, but we, we want them to um, just grasp this incredible eternal love of God throughout their lives. Um, so I'm going to pray this over us now. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Ellen. Thank you, um, Emma, as well. If you want to find out more about our children's ministry, do chat to Ellen um, after the service this week or another another week too we're always um desperate for more people to help and get involved and also you know if you can't get involved but just like to know what's going on ellen would be um happy uh, to talk to you as well and of course this is a service where we're having a focus on children and people i'm well aware that not everybody um has children some people might have longed for children um, and not been able to able to have them other people might be quite where you're at at this moment in time and so i just want to say you know it's not, a, it's not an either or, it's a both and. We want to focus and um, give time and attention to children and young people, but also to bless and honour everybody in all the different stages of life that they're in, whether that's the very, very youngest or the very, very oldest uh, seniors, all the way through to the little ones too. Uh, let's stand and we're going to uh, prepare for communion uh, by singing together.